0: Welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and why did Viola Davis not win an Oscar for this movie? (laughs) And my name is Colin Drucker, and I don't burn chicken. (laughs) Yeah, that was almost my line uh, I mean, <laughs> up until like right before we started recording when I was like, I could feel it. I was like, oh, my God, it's
1: going to be his and I don't yeah. have a backup. And I'm going to end up saying something. stupid. I'm going to end up saying and I'm kind, smart and important. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's a good that's a good backup. That would have been fine. Um, but I think you led with a very important question. Oh, and a very important will-
0: point. I hope you have thoughts on, honestly.
1: You know, I have a lot of thoughts on uh, Viola Davis. I mean, I'm loving that we're having another opportunity to queen out on Viola Davis on this podcast. Uh, And we haven't even gotten to really her episode, which is Fences. Um, Can't wait. But yeah, this was a phenomenal performance. And now my question right at the outset, because obviously she didn't win and Meryl Streep won that year for The Iron Lady. Did you see The Iron Lady? I did. I did. You did. Okay, cuz yes. I haven't seen it. Okay. And like I've had no like drive to see it. Like I yeah. I need someone
0: to tell me why to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I don't know if I am that person, but I I, I I think just for the sake of, you know, argument for I mean, it's easy to say, yeah, come on, it's it's Viola. I think there are some really really great moments in the Iron Lady and some important nuances that you would latch on to. And I I saw it when it came out. So it was 2011? Because mm. it, Yeah, it's 2011 and it's the 2012 Oscars that all this is happening. But that was a long time ago. Um, I would be interested to watch it again, but I, like you said, I'm not as excited about watching it again, even though I think it's kind of like what we said before. Once we get into it, we're like, oh yeah, this is great. And yeah. I think... It was one of those years where, like, all right, we've been nominating Meryl. Like, she has, like, nine nominations. Like, the last time she won was for Sophie's Choice. That's... Really? That was her last... Isn't that crazy? Because Kramer and Kramer was first, Mm -hmm. and Sophie's Choice was second. Because I often get them confused. That is a little nuts that it took that long for her to win another Oscar. So... Yeah. I get it. It's, like, one of those things. It's, like, I understand I think even she and Meryl's speech said like, "Oh no, yeah, not her." Not I know her. what you're all thinking, <laughs> not again. Not but she's again. still charming as she's saying it. But Viola Davis, I mean, okay, so let's. I need to put a pin in that for now. But yeah. um, obviously, we're talking about The Help today, y'all. Yeah, obviously, we are talking about The Help, which uh, is a.
1: It's, uh, you know, we, we watched John and I watched it last night, and I saw it when it came out in the theaters, and yes. It is definitely a movie where I never found myself looking
0: at my phone. Oh, never. Right? It's all women. It's all women. This is is like, we could easily do, I mean, this is kind of it, I suppose, but like easily, like the women of the help episode, Mm -hmm. because, Mm -hmm. which I fully intend to talk about, like, almost every woman, because. Right. You can't ignore some of these ladies. It's a stacked cast.
1: I think for women in, like, sort of, a ca- like, award-caliber movies, like, these, like, big studio pictures, like, this is such a, like, best of the best, um, oh, or at least yeah. just, like a, a you know, a selection of the best of the best. And I think, yeah. especially the fact that when you, you know, how many of them are Oscar winners now? You know, it's yeah. like Allison Janney, Emma Stone, Octavia Spencer, Viola Davis, like, all of them have won Oscars since. Mm-hmm. Sissy Spacex won an Oscar, you know, so it's like... Um, Mary Steenburgen won an Oscar. <laughs> I
0: mean, you know what? Uh, one of the weird trivia facts, I hope I get this right, but I'm pretty sure I am, um is that there was like the year that Emma Stone won her Oscar was the year Viola Davis won her Oscar and the year that Sissy Spacek won her Oscar, Oscar was the same year that um Mary Steenburgen won her Oscar. So there's like this there's like these double sort of year oh. things happening. Oh, that's um,
1: so weird. Yeah, because Mary Steenburgen won for Melvin and Howard, mm-hmm. and Sissy
0: Spacek won for the Coal Miner's Daughter, I coal think. Coal Miner's Daughter, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure, because I can't think of anyone else on this list who would have won the same year around yeah, Sissy that's... Spacek. So it has to be Mary.
1: Oh, yeah. that's so interesting. Isn't and that now, cool? Yeah. that's I love I'm, shit like that. I love shit like that. What's well, like <laughs> with Drag Race, like, um, Johnny and I have talked about like uh, you know lip syncs that are kind of like really ironic like when mm-hmm. Kennedy and Jasmine lip sync in season seven to I was going to cancel and ah. Jasmine talks about how she was just going to not do the lip sync and was just going to yeah. forfeit like there's a yes. bunch of those like great ironies um, oh I love it so yeah I uh, there was one other casting I wanted to check that I meant to check oh right uh, Constantine was played by Cicely Tyson oh Miss Cicely Tyson. who's incredible yeah. but I was trying to remember if she had she's been nominated for an Oscar but she hasn't she has a, won. a she has an honorary Oscar Cicely Tyson oh okay great yeah. great mm-hmm. well then so there you go it's just like stacked
0: with Oscar winners yeah if there were people other women in addition to the women that were nominated that you maybe might have like you know she could have got an Oscar nomination for this like it's it's just maybe juicy enough and I have like my choices. I have two of them. If it was like another year and like there weren't already two nominations in the Best Supporting Like that would have been awesome to have three. I don't think that's ever happened. It's, um... You know when it happened there was a movie I think from the 60s
1: called Tom Jones that had three Oh I best love it you Actresses. know this. I know. I know that's, It is crazy that I remember that but it was yeah. I think cuz I looked at it recently and I was like okay. and I think it was like oh god I'm going to have to see this to understand why three women from this were nominated. Sure. Um I think for the Golden Globes Nashville had three best supporting actress nominees oh, I see that yeah. Yeah. But that had 24 people in it so yeah, that I was, was just very likely. Say, yeah. Yeah. Um so in terms of other roles that I could have seen nominated, um I I really thought Bryce Dallas Howard was great. I think oh. that she like brought a lot of nuance to that role and that in fact I was like wait, was it Jessica Chastain or Bryce Dallas Howard who got nominated? And um I've kind of always confused the two of them so that when they had a scene together, it was very much like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro finally having a scene together, you know, (laughs)
0: Pacino. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But there, I read on IMDb that um, Jessica, no, it was Bryce Dallas Howard that often got mistaken for Jessica Chastain, Mm. Um, which sucks because if someone came up to be like, oh my God, I love doing the help. You were so cute and bubbly. And she's like, no, actually I was the, terrible one you know what i mean the terrible, sure one yeah. 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 <laughs> the terrible one who ate shit yeah yeah the terrible one ate shit yes yeah <laughs> um yeah i uh
1: I thought anyone that else she... that stuck out to you yeah sorry the other ahead. one no, so the other Rice, one who yeah. stuck out to me that would have been a kind of like very relatively short screen time really powerful performance and i think she was nominated recently for like an emmy or golden globe was Anjanou ellis who yes. played yule may yes she, especially, i was so hoping you would uh, bring her up too because, yeah yes oh uh, she was like really powerful i mean even in like the quiet scenes but then of course when she gets arrested it's it's just like so it's it's like that that those moments that are like jarring they're like whoa this is like it's like a going to a 27 moment and you're like oh this is like getting real yeah um, i want my purse I yes my
0: purse. oh what a uh, great like it's just one of those scenes that has like a you need a line like you want or like I want my purse, yes, it's like I want my baby, I yes.
1: want my baby, oh my God, I still have
0: to watch that whole
1: movie i and for listeners who don't know what we're talking about, it's this movie from the sixties called one Potato Two Potato, and uh Barbara Barry star Barbara Barry uh has this amazing
0: moment at the end that uh will blow oh, your socks off, just yeah.
1: blow your socks off, it's just like.
0: Anyway, but you need a good line to anchor a scene like that to mm-hmm. sort of light that fuse. And it, just, yeah, it's like there's a bomb that has like the numbers 27 on it. And then right. that's the line that just yeah. right, that's what sets it off. It's kind of like
1: in terms of endearment, give my daughter the shot. Oh, yes. Um, yes yeah, or yeah. I or I mean, to pull from an example that you would know uh, of the little bit that I know from Steel Magnolia's Sally Fields going, why oh i want to know why
0: i'm oh, god
1: <laughs> we got to do that episode <laughs> we
0: have to i mean honestly my birthday is coming up and i think that's what we have to do perfect. that's the week of my birthday which is the first week of february so i feel that that's perfect timing oh my god oh yeah. that's perfect wait a minute wait a minute when's your birthday uh february 4th my birthday's january 31st oh wow i didn't know you were I did not. I knew you were close, but I thought you were, like, in later February. No, no. at us. Are you an Aquarius? You bet. You bet through and through. I mean. Should have known. It's the sign. (laughs) Sign of the sign. Sign of the sign. Oh. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, a true, and I feel like you're pretty close to, I'm, like, a true blue Aquarius, like, right in the middle of both, like, you know. But also, let it be known, I am not, like, one of those queens that, like, live and die for uh you know astrology i appreciate oh, it yeah but it i'm helps, also like yeah yeah it helps you understand things but it it's not like uh that's so me or yeah i'm not gonna post it on my instagram and be like aquarius season you know right exactly <laughs> exactly like i i just find that when i read the horoscopes for Aquariuses, i'm like yeah 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 this reads this checks out yeah but you could read any of them and be like oh yeah that's me too yeah so, anyways. yeah so Uh, Uh, But yeah, Steel Magnolias. Yeah. 27. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Obviously,
1: Hereditary is, you know, my go to example. Uh, So uh, question for you, who is on your list of like, you know, I mean, if Jessica Chastain is the assistant to the Best Supporting Actress in terms of nominations, like, I know who else was uh, for their for the consideration of that?
0: Yeah, um, I think Leslie Jordan. Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> just sure. Kidding. She was great. <laughs> I know. That was, that was my little zinger. But um, <laughs> honestly, it's Bryce Dallas Howard for me. I think that would probably be my next, like the next slot out of all the people. But ooh, I mean, I love Allison Janney. I don't oh. know if she had that sort of prestige actress sort of vibe yet too. But like, not, I mean, She's Allison Janney, so, like, everyone knows it. But, so, I would have been excited for that. Um, Who else here? I mean, this is a stretch, but I really did love Sissy Spacek in this movie. I thought she was just perfect. But she just exists for that purpose, I guess, to, like, you know. It's sort of like a, it's an easy, not easy, but,
1: like, it's such a it's a role that is very familiar to see a like an older from like known actress in a lot of times actors, you know, older established actors end up in these kind of like roles of like the boss or the, you know, the, the love interest of the mother of the grandmother who shows up in the third act or, you know, it's always some like, you know, sort of token role where the yeah. point of it is to cast someone familiar who you haven't seen in a while.
0: For sure. And just her lines like run, Minnie, run. Oh god, that was and so just good. Like, I may not remember, you know, my name or what year it is, but I do remember two things. Like that those are great lines. Yeah. Um I think in some weird universe like maybe at the Westens, we would nominate Yolme Davis. Like that would be she would definitely be Yeah oh yeah. sorry so that was her name in the um that was her name in the the movie i was reading the wrong column Anjenu Ingen- ellis Anjenu ellis yeah yeah um
1: yeah she i would also say i don't know if i would um i don't know if i would nominate her but i think just in terms of perfect casting i yeah. think anna camp who plays jolene
0: oh yes perfect casting yeah yes
1: i mean i've seen her she was in like the what were the the acapella movies
0: Oh, pitch perfect. Pitch
1: perfect. She was in yes. those, I think. Yeah. Yes, she was. Uh but yeah, she was it was just like, oh yeah, you
0: you belong you in this in world. You are in this world. Yeah. yeah. You're
1: great casting. Yeah. Same
0: with like I don't know if it auto-corrected, but Anna O'Reilly, A H N A is what it auto-corrected to. So I don't know if I typed that in. She plays uh Elizabeth Lee Folt. She plays oh, yeah. um Yeah. So she it's like Abilene's employer, I guess mm-hmm. if you want to call her that gross. Um uh she was really good too. Uh, yeah she kind of sort of fit in that in the in the lens of fitting in that world as well yeah she was interest. I like that she was sort of a
1: I would say you know compared to a lot of these other actresses maybe a little bit lesser known and a smaller character in the movie but she kind of gets to be a part of the integral moment at the end and I appreciated that
0: yeah I think so too um and also I mean we talked about Leslie Jordan but I want to talk about David David Oyelowo um who played preacher green who went oh, on to yeah. play martin luther king in um in that movie as well mm-hmm. um was it called it wasn't called luther what was that movie called why am i blanking oh the selma movie. selma selma yeah selma, mm-hmm. yeah yeah. So yeah that was great uh he was also great yeah i also recog- a lot of the men oh yeah sorry, I, was
1: sorry. I also recognized uh was it uh nelson ellis uh who was a drag race uh judge in season seven and he was on true blood who was that i'm sorry uh, Nelson Ellis, he played Henry, who walks home with um, Abeline, um
0: Oh, love him. Yeah. Love him. Yeah.
1: So adorable. I loved his little glasses. Right. Really, I love really that little cute. scene. Yeah. That was like a sweet little moment. Um, and then uh, the woman who played Constantine's daughter, Rachel, was LaShawn. I a know. Broadway actress. I mean, yeah. Yes.
0: For um, The Color Purple. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was like. For the color. And that was a great—I have to say, like, the all of that moment was really powerful. Um, and I feel like Cicely Tyson could get recognized for her performance in this just because I think
0: Cicely Tyson can, like, read oh, the instructions yes. on how to make pizza rolls and get nominated, you know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, they aged her up so much, too, because even in that flashback where she's combing, like, Emma Stone's hair, she looks super young. I don't know if it was just that, like, good— season one rupaul's drag race lens on right the camera but <laughs> yeah yeah uh, she's yeah i i can't believe that i haven't mentioned her it kind of is one of those things like of course she is right she's going right. to be great in everything she's just one of those actresses right yeah it's kind of like the
1: definition of gravitas you know what i mean like everything it's kind of like the female james earl jones you
0: know <laughs> oh yeah and i i mean how great would it because i know that viola davis like idolizes Miss Cicely Tyson too. Like how great mm-hmm. would a scene between the two of them have been? Mm. That would have been, yeah, great. Anyways, anyways, and Cicely's still with us. She's still kicking. She's ninety five years old. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now
1: something before we get into the best supporting actresses. Something, and, and since we have kind of started things with Viola Davis, um, I was doing a little bit of research, and what I've kind of found, and I don't, this leaves an interest i mean i i I get it is that she has since come to regret her participation in the help Yes, uh, and and has said that she feels like you know it's like no offense to everybody involved but like if this is supposed to be about really hearing what it was like to work for these white people and raise
0: their children in the 60s like i don't know if we ever really heard what it felt like fair and I, i i read that as well in a couple of places um I think, yes, it's almost, it's not the same. It's like not the same tone, but different situations about like Ricky Gervais calling everyone out, being like, none of this matters. Like Mm -hmm. you're not getting this. It's kind of just like taking a peek behind the curtain, um, Mm -hmm. so to speak. But I get that. Um, I think that there is a way, it's like sort of the white savior narrative that Emma Stone like saved all these, um, you know, maids. Um, But yeah, I, I would have to agree, but it did sort of, take the wind out of my sails a little bit because I I do enjoy this movie. I love it a lot and I'm glad it exists. Um, but also I understand that that w- it could have been more of The Maids. There could have been so much more. I was watching some deleted scenes this morning too um, on the DVD that I have because I actually own this movie. And there's one where, first of all, I would have loved to have seen Minnie beat the shit out of her husband. It would have given her, given her more stuff to do even though she does quite a bit um and then there's another scene uh of the day like the the day after Leroy uh it's it's after basically when um oh Celia who is Jessica Chastain makes her that thank you dinner um and they they just cover it in like a voiceover saying like after that Minnie got the nerve to leave Leroy and that was it and I was like that's all we get that sucks but like you see the aftermath i guess like leroy lost his job he beats Minnie up and then she, they show her like at a phone booth with like bruises with the kids like such an Oscary sort of moment talking to viola davis on the phone and viola davis is like you just run Minnie. you just run she's like say it uh it's really a great scene and it sucks that they had to delete it they deleted it because in the book i guess that's how it ends and they didn't want to end the movie like that but you still could have put it in Anyways, those are my thoughts.
1: Yeah, I I did not watch the deleted scenes. I would have liked to see. I didn't realize that there was actually a scene of, um, of Minnie leaving Leroy, and it being like a little more real. Yeah, but I, I felt like that was kind of like when they said that. Oh, she finally got the strength to leave Leroy, and then at the end, like Abilene is fired, and then you know she's like, well, I guess I'll be the writer. But I'm like, okay, but like that. This isn't a happily ever after. Y- y'all don't have jobs, you know, like, or, you know, obviously Minnie has a job, yeah. but like now she is a single mother, you know, and, and, uh, I'm assuming her daughter Sugar is still working yeah. and now they're
0: trying to feed the kids and raise the kids. Um, and for Abilene, it's like, well, now what, you know? Yeah. I mean, Abilene is the one that probably I'm most worried about. Um, but yeah, she has book money coming in. I'd hope, um, there's a little bit of that, but
1: also, I guess that's true. Because, yeah, because I guess like, the idea is, like, she sent them, like, the advance, but
0: then was going to send more money. Is that... I is think that, so. Sort of then, it, the idea that's kind of what yeah. I was adding up to. And, I th- and she does say to um, Mae Mobley at the end, she's like, I'm retiring. You're my last baby. And there is this sort of narrative that she is older or, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, many will call her or, like, she'll call herself, like, an old woman or something, like, the old lady. Mm-hmm. Um, that maybe... but. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I yeah. get that, too. I, I don't really necessarily know. There's hope, but I'm also scared. Right. <laughs> right. But I guess I feel like the reality of the situation, and like maybe this was
1: maybe some of the problems was like, yeah, the reality, though, is that if a black maid were to get fired like that and accused of stealing, she's not going to just walk out of the house and go be a writer. Like that just wasn't the reality at that time. Yeah. So, to sell us on that and say, no, 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 this, this is what happened. It's like, well,
0: aren't you kind of betraying the whole point of the movie, which is to say how it really was, you know? Yeah. I would be interested to like, sit down and talk to Viola about just to like, go on like uh, with, with mm-hmm. this thought expand mm-hmm. upon it. And because there are, I agree. it If it, it would have been a totally different movie and I still would have loved that movie just as much too. But I guess, you know, you think about it from like a studio perspective and the package they're trying to sell and like, it was a book originally, and I I have not read the book. I think I own the book. It's just like collecting dust on my shelf, along with every other book mm. that I buy. Uh, Seriously, but I, I I've always meant to read it. Um, I think I would be interested to do that just to see how much they're really, you know, adapting and how much they're maybe leaving out and all that other stuff too. So it's a fair mm-hmm. point, and I I mean I'm I'm one to just believe Viola that there it could have been more, yeah. um, gritty almost. Because it, it definitely yeah. is not, um, what does Minnie say? She's like, oh, it's just Christmas every day over here or something like that. She says it at right. Christmas morning. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it would be very interesting to see a version of this that was not kind of intended to kind of make people feel good at the theaters. Yeah. You know? Because really, like the movie does make you feel good and it does give you, I mean, I think it's like, I think about like this the the scene at the end when uh, Celia you know puts out the whole dinner for Minnie and it's a great moment and like I think at the same time it's like oh boy this is just like good white people syndrome isn't it like we're just feeling really good about ourselves aren't we and like it's I don't know but at the same time you're like okay uh, but I'm glad to see this character you know who has been kind of upon the whole movie get respected and treated you know and given a seat at the table at the yeah. end so you're like trying to find that like that balance you know yeah. that balance but then i think what viola davis saying is is the other nuance of like yeah but at, at whatever point are we really hearing how many feels because i think what we're always seeing is what emotions she's allowing celia to see yeah you know or allowing anyone to see and yeah, I I think that moment, I mean, not to jump so far ahead because like spoiler alert, I think it's when Octavia Spencer won it for me, is when they tell her, you know, you have a job for the rest of your life and she has that kind of silent processing of that news. And it's it's a really interesting face journey, and it's really interesting to kind of see how many feels. Um but we never really actually get
0: that side of the story. We're only really getting the Celia and like Johnny side of that story. You know? Yeah, I mean, in my mind, the story that I created is like Minnie and her kids move in with Celia because in that big old Mm -hmm. house and they all love each other and they live out their days. And that's like what I hope happens, but probably isn't what happens. I don't know. And that, you know, they have that guest house with two bedrooms, two bathrooms. I know. I was like, I don't want to clean any of this. That's what I would say. No. Um, (laughs) And to come every day, Colin. Can you imagine cleaning your house every Uh, day?
1: No, I mean, and the level of cleaning, like the like, I would have to be on whatever Ellen Burstyn's character was on in Requiem for a Dream* to want to clean like that. (laughs) That You know, psychedelic montage of yeah. Oh, that montage. Do you know that I heard that that montage like it was like a forty-five minutes or something of her doing that, and she broke a rib. Whoa. Ellen
0: Burstyn. I mean, let it be said, even on this episode, she was. Broke. I know, and it's funny because I just listened to your Aaron Brockovich episode, the Matreon episode yesterday too, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, Julia's pretty great. I'm like, but still, Ellen should have won. Yeah, um, and I think you yeah. probably heard that from uh, one Miss Amanda Kaczynski because she is all she knows all things. Requiem for a Dream. It's one of her favorite uh, movies. Mm-hmm. I almost said film because it seems like such a film, you know. There there are I movies know, and then I there know. are films, but um, she said. I don't know if she knew about the broken rib. Maybe you did, Amanda. Um, But she did say that she uh, did that whole sequence, the 45 minutes, and she didn't like it. So she did it all over again, all 45 minutes. She's like, no, I wasn't feeling it. I have to do it again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just, uh, it's just incredible. Oh, that's, um, yeah. Oh, that Ellen. Oh, that Ellen. So... So I think you know. Let's uh let's. I, mean, I think yeah. There's obviously so obviously so much to say about the help as in terms of points of view end up being a potentially problematic yes. movie or white savior syndrome or there have been critics that it's kind of a step back for you know, kind of playing maids mm-hmm. again and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I hear all that. I I think it's fair to say that we are here to talk about the performances yeah. and. Those are great conversations. We're just here to talk about the performances. We have a lot to cover this we week. Do. Because I have a lot of tabs open oh. of nominees and winners. So, so let's get I kind to of, it. Let's get to it. Let's take those little blue pills and get to step in. <laughs> um, so especially with these movies that are kind of like more recent, I like to kind of look at Academy Awards, BAFTA's, Golden Globes, and Critics' yeah. Choice. Um, Ooh, I feel like I if you'll that.
0: indulge me,
1: I feel like this year was a great year to look at both best actress and best I Actress.
0: I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Yes.
1: Great. So Lay I'm going to do me. as we yeah. do and bring it on. So we're going to start with critics choice awards from this okay. year. So interesting nominations. Um, so in terms of best actress, Elizabeth Olsen for Martha, Marcy, May Marlene, mm-hmm. which I've been dying to see I have forever. Not seen, I heard yes, I've heard. I've heard. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've heard it's great. Uh, Meryl was nominated for the Iron Lady. Tilda Swinton was nominated for We Need to Talk About Ooh, Kevin. <laughs> you know about I that do, one? I do, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Charlize Theron was nominated for Young Adult, uh, oh, which is cool. a great performance, cool. and Michelle Williams as Marilyn Monroe in My Week with uh, Marilyn. Okay. But the winner was Viola Davis. Wow. She won. It's actually a really interesting year for Best Actress because, like, every award show was a different. I do winner, remember
0: that. I think. Much. Viola Davis won the SAG award that year, didn't she? I don't. I think we, she we don't venture did. in the SAG territory too often, but um, we don't. We'll we'll I'm bring them sure in. I want to look that up while you talk. Too you yeah. look that up.
1: Yeah. Um, so best supporting actress. Um, it's a lot of for all of these award shows. It's a lot of familiar names. The one on here that we don't see in a lot of the other awards is Carrie Mulligan for Shame. Did you see Shame? No. Is that with
0: that like very handsome man? Was like yes is he like a sex addict or something in the movie something yes. like that it was fast bender yes. fassbender as the sex he was addict. like a, it was a big deal for like a couple years and maybe he still is in some circles but um yeah that's a good
1: point i feel like he was a big deal and now i'm like
0: i don't really hear his name that
1: much yeah um yeah and i always think of the last Airbender when i think of <laughs> yeah <him>. the last <laughs> the fast last bender <laughs> <laughs> um and so in terms of other best supporting actress nominees for Critics Choice Awards um I'll probably pronounce her name wrong every time I say it but Bérénice
0: Bejo for the I artist I think it's Bérénice Bejo. I mean that's how everyone Bejo. yeah you would think that the, the J is something else but like if you think of like je m'appelle like in French like there's a there's uh, a je, uh oh so okay cuz I also was like is she Spanish is she French
1: I know it's a French movie well, she might yeah. be
0: I actually don't know but yeah. I I'm, I'm just assuming it sounds like such a French name. I will also look that up as we talk. Yeah. yeah. Or we'll just call her Bernice Banjo and <laughs> call it a day. <laughs> and let the letters pour in. Let them pour in um,
1: at the BSA pod at gmail.com. Yeah. That's right. yeah. Uh, so Jessica Chastain was also nominated for The Help. Um, ooh, they have it wrong here in Wikipedia. They have Jessica Chastain as Celia Foote. Ooh. Oof, unbelievable. Um, Shailene well, she Woodley. Celia
0: Foote, though. Wait a minute! Did, no, yeah, did you get confused with um, Bryce Dallas <gasps> Howard? No,
1: you gotta be kidding what me! What happened?
0: That's. Are wait you a still minute. having the wait switch syndrome between the two of them,
1: Colin? I thought the whole time it was Jessica Chastain as Hilly. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? It's it's ceiling. Wait a minute. <gasps> Oh, my God. I Now I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, my brain is in pretzels right now. So, okay. <laughs> that is
0: insane to me. You're like, I was today years old when I found out <laughs> that Jessica yes, Chastain, that Jessica is, Chastain really is
1: not Bryce Dallas <laughs> Howard.
0: Um,
1: I feel like I have to do this whole episode that's again. Okay. No, that's okay. I'm I mean, this, this out now.
0: This is why we do the work, Colin. This is why we do it. Oh,
1: I'm so glad she got nominated. The whole time I was kept thinking, this is such a nomination kind of oh, role. Oh, great!
0: Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad we and figured it out before we actually had that conversation because you could have like yeah. disagreed, and I would have been like, Colin. Oh God! Oh, so I'm so, okay. Great, great. Well, okay. Yes. Okay.
1: Well, that's resolved. Um,
0: while you're digesting that, I want to just uh, tell you what I mm-hmm. found here. So, Berenice Bejo might be Bejo because she was born in uh, Buenos Aires. Um, oh so there's that uh she was relo- uh okay she did relocate to paris france when she was three so there is a sort of um you know a, a good mix of both cultures i'd say too but uh she's yeah. definitely argentinian and uh then moved to france um and also i looked up the sag awards very quickly for the year of the help and the help won best like ensemble Uh, Like the sort of, which is like a really, that's Uh usually like the barometer for like what's going to win Best Picture. Um, With some exceptions, this being one of them, of course, this year was the year of the artist. But Mm -hmm. what a great ensemble, like that should have won the Ensemble Award. Um, It makes sense. And Viola Davis beat Meryl for, um, uh, yeah, for, with the help, she won Best Leading Actress or (laughs) Best Actress.
1: Yeah, I'm assuming Octavia Spencer won. She probably did, yeah. Yeah, I think she swept the awards. She really that year.
0: did. There was not really any. Yeah. Anyways, continue on. Colin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, the other best supporting actress nomination we haven't mentioned from the Critics' Choice Award and a name that will show up again. And what I will say right now is probably one of my favorite best supporting actress nominations wow. is Melissa McCarthy Ooh, for *Bridesmaids*. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just rewatched *Bridesmaids* this morning. Oh, you did, and I have. I did. I was like, I wanted to be fresh. Right. I wanted to see like how much of a BSA role is it? And I have to say textbook BSA. It is textbook. It is Melissa McCarthy is on a whole other level. Yeah. It is a great movie. A she is, it is from, I mean, I just like gay whistle tones from here to eternity. I just couldn't believe like how funny she was. It was funnier than I remembered.
0: So yeah, her pacing and the way that she just takes her time with some things. I like, even from mm-hmm. when we first see her at the party and she hits on that like really tall dude and that could very easily not be funny and Mm -hmm. it is and just like i mean and then we have the couch moment where she slaps Kristen wig and just like i just want to sit in a van full of puppies with melissa mccarthy i almost said melissa leo
1: van (laughs) melissa leo i also want to be in a van full of puppies with melissa leo for whatever it's worth yeah Yeah. um yeah it's just it is a great performance and it it deserves every nomination that it got so cool and i I, I think it would have been really cool if she won, but I think the nomination is the recognition. Yeah, I'd say um, it was
0: such a cultural
1: you know? phenomenon. Whoa, my voice. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, we're all going through changes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that takes us over to, well, let's go to the BAFTAs, sure. you know. Um, so for best actress, um, uh, Bernice Banjo was, of course, Bernice <laughs> Berenice Bejo was nominated Be- for The Artist, Viola Davis for The Help, Tilda for We Need to Talk About Kevin, um, Kevin. Kevin. and Kevin, and Michelle Williams for My Week with Marilyn, and Meryl won for The Iron Lady, okay. which is really interesting. Meryl winning as Margaret Thatcher winning the BAFTA. Like, that's like someone winning an Oscar for playing Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah, I was just going to say, that is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. It's a really, like, I would love to watch her acceptance speech of, like, here's this American actress portraying this awful figure in British
0: history yeah, yeah. and winning an award for yes. it. Like, it's really interesting. I think um, the, when I watched the iron lady, it was like the same sort of feeling I got when I watched the King's speech. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm like, everyone here mm-hmm. is really doing a great job. It is not the most exciting right. film I've ever seen, but all right. 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 You can see yeah. why it's like, I can see why. Sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, no, the BAFTAs, um, obviously, no surprise, Octavia, Spe- Octavia, I keep switching back and forth between Octavia, Octavia, I might call her Bernice Banjo as well, just to make it simple. <laughs> um, Jessica Chastain was nominated as Celia Foot because she's not Bryce Dallas yes. Howard. Um, Judy Dench was nominated as Sybil Thorndike in my week with Marilyn. I didn't even know she was in it. I
0: have not seen that movie, uh, in that, which is crazy because we love, we I love know. Michelle. We need to make that I a know, priority. I know.
1: And that was a big wave in her career. This was like, oh, like she, uh, I don't, I think that she wasn't going to win. I mean, just because I think it was Meryl's yeah. year, but she was a big contender that year. Um, Carrie Mulligan was nominated for Drive again, um, yeah, for the BAFTA, which I haven't seen. And Melissa McCarthy nominated for a BAFTA.
0: So, oh, wait. I just got really confused here. So, is, was Carrie Mulligan nominated for Shame too? Was it the same movie? She was nominated for a Critics' Choice Ooh, Award for Shame
1: okay. and for a BAFTA for Drive. Yeah,
0: they're really pushing Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I feel like it was like the next year that she was nominated for An Education,
0: yeah. which I own. Strangely yeah. enough, I was like really into that movie. Um, I think she's great in it. I don't know if you've seen it. Is yeah, she? it's good. It's worth a watch. I haven't seen it, but. Mm -hmm. i could see why it's like the young person's slot you know what i mean we talk about the specific slots that each woman fills um it's definitely that young newcomer up-and-comer sort of slot but anyways yeah right right
1: okay all right i'll give it a go um hopping over to the golden globes best actress in a musical or comedy nominees kate winslet for carnage Jodie Foster oh, for Carnage. Did, I, did you see I that movie?
0: I had to turn it off, but we'll talk about it in a moment.
1: Uh, okay, all right. Uh, Charlize Theron for Young Adult. Kristen Wiig for Bridesmaids was nominated for a Golden Globe. Yeah, I saw that
0: too. I think yeah. that's great.
1: I think she does give a great performance. I think it's easy yeah. to forget how like solid it is, and like funny and real. Like it's. That movie is is really like a cut above. It's not just like the female hangover, you know. Yeah, there's more. There's so much more to it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, And then Michelle Williams won the Golden Globe Best Comedy or Musical Actress
0: in My Week with Marilyn, which is so interesting. Is that a musical or a comedy? No, I don't think it was either. I don't think um, any that's that's a weird placement, but it's you a know, weird one. I I love seeing Michelle win awards. I feel like she needs to win more. She's yeah. in the category of the Annette Benning's and the right, right. You know, Amy Adams, Amy Adams is
1: Glenn Close, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then the Golden Globe Best Picture, Best Actress in a Drama, Tilda Swinton in Kevin Rooney Mara for the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, love Glenn that. Close for Albert Nobbs, uh, Viola was nominated for The Help, and Meryl won. For the Iron Lady. Yeah. And interesting. then, interesting, you know, lots of familiar names. We head over to the Best Supporting Actresses. And uh, more of the same, Bernice, Jessica, Dallas Howard, um, Janet McTeer for Albert Nobbs, Shailene yeah. Woodley for The Descendants, and Octavia, Octavia. Bernice, one for The Help. <laughs> <laughs> I know, just call her Minnie. I just give up Minnie. Um, yeah. And then finally we get to the Oscars. Lots of familiar names in the Best Actress category, Glenn Close for The, uh, for the Help, Albert Knobbs, Viola Davis for The Help, Rooney Mara for The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Michelle for My Week with Marilyn, and Meryl Wan for The Iron Lady. Yes. And finally, we get to the category at large, which is, of course, the Best Supporting Actress Oscar. The nominees are Janet McTeer in Albert Knobbs, Jessica Chastain in The Help, Bernice in The Artist. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy in Bridesmaids and Octavia Spencer wins for The Help. Yeah. Um I want to hear your thoughts on Carnage and ev- any other nominees we've talked about here. Uh what's your what's your take on these?
0: Yeah, this real quick about Carnage. Um it's basically a movie adaptation of uh, I think it won the Tony that year, God of Carnage, mm-hmm. which is a play by Yasmina Reza that mm-hmm. was on Brasway <laughs> it's On Brasway <laughs> with Yasmina Reza. Um <laughs> Is that your Argentinian French accent? <laughs> it is. Yes, it's the hybrid. I've been working on it all week. Bernice, is that you? <laughs> You're really channeling her. <laughs> oh, and it was so bad. I think the play is. It was just the the definition of like a play adaptation that did, that did not suit the screen very well. And it had some great people. It had Kate. It had Jodie Foster. It had. Um, John C. Riley and also Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Which is, I mean, all together, a really weird mix of people. All together, like, separately, mm-hmm. all great actors and actresses. And I don't think it quite ever took off. I had to turn it off. I was just not engaged. Um, I think a lot of people, it's interesting that they even got these nominations. It's like one of those... Um, Ooh, what did we talk about last week on our goal? Like, we need some a, you know, like uh, a list celebrities here. Okay, we're gonna invite <laughs> and like nominate Kate, and we'll get mm-hmm. Jody here as well. Yeah, when they're when they're doing more of a guest list than a nominee list. Yeah, Cameron yeah.
1: Diaz for uh. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. They're th- th- for gangs this, this of New York. Be, yeah, you know? it's like movies that you think they probably didn't even watch. Or they're like, yeah, I bet Kate Winslet was good in Carnage. Let's nominate her. She'll probably yeah. wear a pretty dress. Yeah, yeah.
0: There was one. I feel like it was. Angie Angelina Jolie and it was like a movie that was like okay fine and she still came she was nominated oh. it was it was a while back it yeah. was a while back so fine yeah um
1: yeah it's uh I, I did see Carnage I didn't see the player and I haven't read the play but I'm familiar with it and the movie I agree there was a clunkiness to it and you're right it is such a perfect example of a play that's not translating and like man you can just like feel those rough edges when a play doesn't translate to a movie it just it is just like the wrong foot you know to quote julia roberts and aaron brockovich just like two wrong feet and fucking ugly shoes you know
0: (laughs) exactly i think there it it it's just stuck in the wrong medium Uh, and you could just tell immediately because there's, there's a pacing and a rhythm of a play, especially a live play. And the script moves Yeah. because it's like, it just from the, from the, from the beginning, it just has to go, which is fine. I love plays like that, that it's almost like August Osage County or like, yeah, like it's like a Gilmore girls rhythm. Like they're just talking so fast, but you're like loving it. Right. Uh, And they're fighting and it's parents arguing about their kids. It's great. Um, but it just doesn't suit. It seemed too intimate their apartment that it took place in. Anyways, I don't, I did not plan on talking about God of carnage or carnage in this case for that Mm. long, but, uh, fine. Um, so other nominees? Uh, was that your question as well? Yeah, like yeah, so have you like for example, have you seen Albert Nobbs? I haven't. And I I think mm-hmm. I promised last week that I would try to watch it and I I didn't. I failed. But uh how about you? Have you seen I it? I watched a couple of clips of it just to get a sense of it. I mean like watching the clips I was like,
1: "Okay, like Glenn is working her ass off here." Like yeah. sh- like I okay. Like it's very I think Albert Nobbs it feels like the kind of like, it feels like a punchline. You know what I
0: mean? Like Glenn Close and Albert Knobs. It's like a Dublin zoetrope punchline. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. I mean, God bless Dublin underscore zoetrope. If you're not following him on Instagram, please go. Oh, so good. So good. (laughs) Uh, and, And Jenna McTeer,
1: I mean, I think it's, it's a movie that I bet if I watched, I would really feel the impact of. Like, I think there's a really powerful story there. Yes. I, and I think Janet McTeer is a very interesting actress. I think, I obviously, she's a woman masquerading as a man. And I love a, I love a slightly masculine woman. I love a course, handsome woman. A handsome it's my woman, favorite yeah. kind of woman. Yeah. So um, so it's everything I love. I just, you know, there's just so
0: much to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have much to say about it, but I I know that Jana McTeer is, you know, a very revered, well-known actress in the UK. And, um, I don't know all of her work, but I, I know she's great. So yeah, I, I, I'm fully in support of that nomination. Um, have you watched the artist? Did you see the artist when it came out? I didn't, I still haven't seen it. I'm, I'm certainly
1: intrigued and uh, I can't remember Jean Desjardins, whatever his name is. is like Jean
0: Desjardins. Yeah, yeah, like
1: the French John Hamm. Like, yeah, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Honestly, just stunning. Um, so I haven't seen it, but I, I – you know what's funny? I kind of – I know this is terrible. I like forgot about the artist and it was oh, such yeah.
0: a thing at the time. It was. It was like the movie that sort of harkens back to that era of silent film mm-hmm. and, you know – i uh, hollywood loves movies about hollywood and it Mm -hmm. was this sort of sweeping cultural moment as well too uh i did see it and i think uh, i don't i'm looking at my movies on my shelf i don't think i own it or if i did own it at one time i i lost it and i think it was a gift Mm -hmm. um because i i did like it i think it is just like it is a charming movie and it is like it does just like reek of Hollywood like old Hollywood glamour and um so Berenice is sort of you know the love interest of Jean dujardin and she is just a ray of sunshine she yeah. is she gives you everything that you want and she starts from like chorus girl like just auditioning in the parking lot to like being a big star mm-hmm. and like she gets to you know like you could just picture this shot of her like crying with like the pale moonlight shining against her face too. It's uh, it's just everything that you expect her to be. She is. And I'm, I'm really glad she got the nomination. I I do support it uh, Mm -hmm. as well. Not that she needs my support. I mean, who am I? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, but she's great. I think you, you will find her really charming. Um, And that's not like um, a dig by any means, just because I don't have anything else to say about her. I think that she just is, so fun to watch in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: I think that the whole idea of like being like charming is a very, like I, this isn't my BSA of the week, so I can mention it now, but I've watched since the, at least the first episode of AJ and the queen. Oh, okay. All right. I have you,
0: I have not. Okay.
1: So So I, I, I'm, I'm not in love yet, but I'm definitely going to keep watching. But Mm -hmm. I think that RuPaul, like, there is definitely a charisma there that is sure. undeniable yes. and there's a there there's a charm there and there's a star power there where it's like oh yeah this is a thing this is definitely a thing when someone is just a charming performer you know and yeah. i think that like it's probably maybe a bit relevant even for the winner of this week's best supporting actress oscar but i think you know uh jessica lang and Tootsie is certainly an example of this of like sure.
0: you being just incredibly charming, yeah, they glow almost. Yes, mm-hmm. there is this sort of unspoken, just X Factor sort of idea, but also it's not X Factor because, like, it's X Factor. I feel is like more under like, well, I, I guess talent, but also like you want to just see more of them. Mm-hmm. Like you're just excited to see them every time they show up on screen or in yeah. a show or somewhere else, which is great. That's that's hard to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On and off screen Like I feel like Jennifer Lawrence Really was one of those Or even like The Anne Hathaway syndrome You know what I mean mm-hmm. Like everyone loved Anne And then we were like Bye <laughs> Right Right It's like It's yeah, interesting
1: you, Yeah you have to charm people Like it's yeah. it, it, it is so much a pageant And I think uh, yeah. You know It's and, and not that You know To to take us to our um Our nomination Because we've talked about Melissa McCarthy and Bridesmaids But is yeah. there anything else You wanted to say
0: About that performance Um No, she's just, I mean, (laughs) the moment she wanted from me is like, I mean, among 17, Mm -hmm. the thing that I just picture her is falling over onto that couch when they're at the, like, the choice to do that is... Mm spectacular that it, yeah it, no one like speaking of no one told her to do that like they're just like all right yeah. uh, just walk in feel the space and you guys can just like play if you want to and that's what she chose to do yeah oh uh, yeah it's, it's great a- it's a great gift too yeah
1: and i think all that the airplane sequence which obviously so much of her dialogue is improvised oh. um, yes. with her real life husband um i know yeah and it's like I watched an interview where it was like I, I feel like you can tell that he is like struggling to not laugh through all of it so he can like keep the take because uh I mean I think for me her first moment of meeting Annie and just like going on that like spiel about falling off the cruise ship, it is so expertly delivered. It like yes. it is it's an amazing first impression of an of a character. Like I feel like this would be the screen test is doing this scene. Yeah. And she, like, I think when she's going through all of it, and then she's, like, stopping herself to introduce herself to the tall black guy who's standing next to Annie, who she assumes is her bo- boyfriend. Yes. The, the sort of human she's moment like, of, like, oh, hold on. Like, it's it's so. Sorry. So rude. Nice so rude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that, like, Megan, I love that her name is Megan. It's so yeah, perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. It's such a fully, like. I want to say fully realized like I get like that character could just be this like kind of ridiculous joke but she's so grounded in in a sort of reality and we certainly see it in that couch scene where she's like you know high school wasn't easy for someone who looked like me you know and and you start to realize like oh she has been she's always been left of center and she's been spending years embracing that like to almost to a fault you know. Yeah. But like it's I don't know. I just I think that it's a great, great role. And I love that she got nominated
0: so much for it. You know, same. I wish there was more comedic performances that like got the same recognition because Mm -hmm. they, they exist out there as well. And of course, I can't think of really any off the top of my head. But if I was to kind of sit and think, which is. I mean, I love those kind of exercises. Just yeah. Like sitting and thinking and going on IMDb and looking at... Oh, it's great. Right, right. Wearing a robe, all those things. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, robe. And so with, I guess the only other nominee we haven't really talked about before we talk about Octavia Spencer is Jessica, Ches- Jessica Chastain as Celia Foote. I mean, this is probably the most important one to talk about because it's not the one I thought we were going to talk about. Yeah. Um, um, oh, what have f- of events I, here. I just kept thinking of that episode of Black Mirror. And I was like, no, Jessica Chastain was oh, in that.
0: Yeah. Or was it Bryce Dallas Howard? It was. No. B- but Bryce oh, like, Dallas Howard. What episode are you talking about, by the way? Because I know oh, what you're talking about. In the, I- um, oh, Nosedive. Nosedive. I, I, that, I'm pretty sure it's Bryce Dallas Howard that was in Nosedive. Let me look it up. Yes, it
1: must have been. And she played Hilly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can't believe I I can't believe I fell for the Bryce Dallas Chastain syndrome. I just, uh, yeah, it's
0: Bryce. Yeah, yeah. but okay. I mean, it's it's they're just white women that look similar to each other. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah,
1: it's true. They just they look very similar. Um, so Jessica Chastain, I think, as Celia Foot, is it's great. It it is. It's a great kind of. It's not phenomenal, but it's a great kind of assistant to the best supporting actress kind yes, of nomination. Absolutely. I think that it's um I mean, I think that the scene that nominated that she got the nomination for where they showed some nuance is the is the miscarriage scene, obviously. Yeah. I think oh. that really like grounded her in a reality. It reminds me a little bit of Sandy Dennis and Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? Oh yeah. Like in some ways, like she plays more of a bombshell than like a mousy wife, but I think yeah. that same there's sort of a bubbliness and then a sadness underneath. I think yeah. that she kind of
0: hits those same notes. Yeah. She's uh lonely. That's like the word that I would describe her like that with a capital L. Um, she has that, I mean, incredibly sexy husband that uh, my Lord, when they walk in for that, like benefit and she's wearing that like pink dress and he's like right behind her with, I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I think I said that out loud, but watching it by myself, I was just yeah. in
1: awe of, their beauty and when uh, he said like oh he had like when he tells minnie at the end of the S like let his pants out i was like i don't see a problem here you you can if you want to gain 15 pounds all the buddy, way out yeah let him out get in those sweatpants <laughs> and call me yeah
0: oh yeah he's he's lovely yeah um but i love how they just like they they set her character up they start with her shoes first by the pool like mm-hmm. they pan up and give like you know who this woman is, or you think you know who she is from mm. the get go. Um and I do, like you said, I do love that they give her that storyline because it could easily be this cardboard cutout of a bubbly, dumb blonde like woke dumb blonde, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting thing where she's it's like she's she's almost played as like too naive to be to be racist, which is yeah. usually like people are so naive that they are racist but she's like for it's these moments of like forgetting to practice the casual racism of like treating Minnie like you know less than human you know like even offering her a cold coke and like you know um everything like it's it's so like and hugging her and all that and after you hear uh Hilly talking about how you can't even touch you know and and having separate bathrooms and for Celia to be throwing her arms around her and um, eating lunch with her too. eating I lunch with her scary. yeah it's uh it I, I think because they established that from the start it feels a little bit less like you know good white person saving you know saving the black help as much as like skeeter is like i feel like yes. with celia this is just genuinely who she is yeah but and it's she's a, also oh guys okay but it's just an interesting nuance that it's like she's it's it's not because she's smarter than everybody you know ostensibly but it's because she's not picking up on the social cues
0: yeah and i think because of that she was sort of like ostracized she doesn't fit in she doesn't she has this sort of i think the the time where you feel the most sympathy or uh, for uh, celia is when she holds up that pie at the window and everyone's mm-hmm. like sort of cackling at her and she knows she's like oh shit i should have never came here. And you feel so bad for her, but then she is not, she doesn't suffer the worst fate in this movie. Like no. obviously Minnie and Abilene are suffering far more terrible things that you almost, I think maybe that's my, that might be where like Viola's problem lies too, because you remember Celia's struggle more so than, mm. you know, Minnie or Abeline's, um because that's, of that. Yeah. That's a really good point is we spend more time,
1: Seeing Celia's struggles and Minnie supporting them, yeah, vice versa, even. And if this is supposed to be about Minnie, it's supposed to be about
0: Abilene, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the dynamic's interesting, but yeah, I mean, not for nothing. I mean, Jessica Chastain shaking that bag of chicken up and down, saying, This is so like, yeah, this is so much fun, is the line that she has, and it is charm, it is mm-hmm. like the definition of charm, you can't help but smile, yeah. And yeah. Minnie's great with her. She's like, she's like, the chicken's already dead, Miss uh, Miss Celia, and then she's like, right. "Yep, it's dead." Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's a great scene. It is. I feel like they have a great dynamic.
1: It's the kind of role that in a different era, like Melanie Griffith or Goldie Hawn would have. Oh um, yeah, you know, and and she's and it's like hitting all the right notes Such for Goldie that. Goldie
0: Hawn notes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Goldie, love her. Yeah, Goldie. Remember her. Yeah, she actually, she's a BSA I know Yeah, Uh, we'll get to her
0: eventually Yeah, we'll
1: eventually get to her So, of course, these are all our nominees But no one stood a chance against Miss Octavia Spencer Who won as Minnie Jackson for The Help And as we are wont to do here at Best Supporting Podcast We're going to take a listen in on her Oscar acceptance speech Oh, thank you Thank you, Academy, for putting me with the hottest guy in the room. Um, (laughs) I have to thank my families, my family in Alabama, the state of Alabama, Uh, um, my L.A. family, watching at Stevens or at Gata, my help family. (laughs) Tate Brunson, Catherine, um, Allison Channey, thank you for being in my life. I-, I share this with everybody. Thank you, Steven Spielberg, for changing my life. Thank you, Stacey Snyder, for changing my life. Please wrap up. I'm wrapping up. I'm sorry. I'm freaking out. Thank you, world. Oh, God. And thank you to WME in uh, Viewpoint LA. I'm sorry, guys. I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry. I, just... <laughs> I you know, it's funny. I, I feel like this, we were talking about the Golden Globes last week and how it like mm-hmm. felt very real and some of the speeches felt very unprepared. And I thought this, it's funny that Octavia Spencer was winning every single award and yet was still genuinely caught off guard
0: winning the Oscar. Yeah. It's, it adds to word of the day, her charm really yeah. as a person because I think, and we might've touched upon this last time too, like it is. At this point, if you do your research, um, that wasn't accusing you. <laughs> I'm like, no, if you i know. you did your yeah. research, Colin. If you have, um, if only you'd done a little bit of research. I know. <laughs> only we had the SAG award information. I had to look that up for myself. I've um, gotta
1: carry this podcast on my back all by myself.
0: I know. Um uh I lost my train of thought because oh, I'm just but if you so did your research angry... about Octavia Spencer, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, that she um that she's well liked. She's almost yeah. like um, not at the level of Tom Hanks, you know, but like she's she's put in the work. She's been mm-hmm. doing. She's been around for a while, and I think that she everyone really loves her too. So to see, uh, to kind of get that momentum, or to kind of add that to the momentum of her winning this, but I, I don't know how I would feel because like it happened to Glenn, yeah. Yeah, Like, I would just never really... Because it's, like, almost like, oh, my God, this is happening. Whoa, another award, this is happening. This. Oh, wow, I have another award. Like, this is... I don't know how I would process that, if I would trust it and know... Because, like, to get to that point and assume that you're going to win and not win, what Mm -hmm. happened to Glenn last year?
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you'd
0: hate to set yourself up like that. um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think even, like, even if she had all good reason to, like assume she was going to win. Like, I love that there wasn't a speech prepared. I love that it was just emotions. I love that. Like, I mean, kind of, I saw some video she, on YouTube of her talking about, it was like a GQ video talking about some of her most iconic roles. And she talked about the help. And she said that, you know, she, um, she had met I think Kathleen Stockett. Is that her name? Catherine Stockett. Catherine Stockett. Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. met her when Catherine was writing the help. And I think it was like kind of, the image and in, like image of like who Minnie is. Like she's like kind of always been Minnie. Yeah. And then when Catherine Stockett was doing her book tour, like years later, Octavia Spencer went with her to do the readings, to read the parts uh. of Abelene and Minnie. And so like, then when it was That's being cool. optioned for a movie, she was kind of always the choice for Minnie. And I think a lot of that gets reflected in the performances. It feels so lived in. It feels so like, Oh you are this woman. You are totally yeah. this woman. It it doesn't feel I think this role and I think the sort of black maid role for many years has been a stereotype mm-hmm. sure. and um it and I think has been maybe why I mean is why it the movie can be considered problematic the fact that she manages to take this stereotypical role and take it somewhere else like Minnie never feels to me like the quote-unquote help.
0: Yeah. She... Go ahead. Go on. Yeah, yeah. I
1: just... I it, I feel like maybe because she gets fired early on in the movie, but, like, she defies the subservient, you know, quiet, proud, humble thing that I think people want to see. I think Abelene's character is, and to no fault of Viola's, is kind of forced down that territory of, like, bearing the brunt of it all with like humility and grace and i think that is kind of dehumanizing um yeah you know and like i think that's kind of the downside of not really seeing and hearing about what these experiences are like is that we're not really we're given such a sanitized feel-good version of it and yeah i think that many i know i don't really get that from her i think her anger is real i think that her point of view is real i think her independence is real And so to your point earlier, like it's a shame we don't get to see her exercising that independence like with Leroy.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm never worried for Minnie. I'm never Mm. worried at at any point during the movie, even when she gets in trouble, even when she gives her the pie, like Minnie knows what she's doing. You know what I mean? Because she even it was an act of, of revenge for sure, too. And like you could easily like I'm sure she thought it out. She's like, nope, I can't do this. I can't do this. Pie thing. And then she's right. like, no, but I know Hilly Hillbrook well enough that she would never want anyone to find out that this right. is actually the perfect revenge. Right, right. Um, yeah, she's she's in her own trap. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, it was interesting, like hearing Octavia Spencer talk about that. And she said, you know, yeah, it's certainly very funny, but to many, it's not funny. To many, it's real. To many, this yeah. is like a, the only way she knows how to get justice and to get revenge um you know in in the world and with the limitations that she has and so this is very like real world stakes for Minnie, and i think you know it's sort of interesting to kind of see her processing real later and being like oh like i'm never gonna get a job again like i'm fucked and i think that that nuance is interesting that even in these these very limited roles like for you know Minnie and Abelene, like they it's such a it's such a buzzword the word like you know um uh agency but like she doesn't sure. she has so little agency in this world and and yet she doesn't just bow down and take it like she still finds her opportunities to have a voice and I think yeah. that's uh I think that manages to capture a better storyline that maybe Viola Davis is kind of referring to, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think, oh man, so many things to kind of, that was lovely by the way. Um, I think that one of my favorite mini moments, it's not necessarily maybe a moment she won it, but like it's the moment, like the character of Minnie won it for me, if that makes any sense at all, Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. when she goes to the bathroom, Bryce Dallas Howard catches her and she doesn't use the bathroom. She just, pretends to use it because she knows that it'll make bryce dallas howard lose her mind mm-hmm. and but like she has the satisfaction of knowing that she never went i just think that is so smart to show that too and right also i love bryce dallas howard's like roar that she does yeah i need to see more of that i would yes. love to see more bryce uh, really i know yeah
1: I know. I was like, "Can we get Bryce Dallas Howard in a hereditary hereditary level role?" Yes, yeah, like, and "I Am Your Mother" get moment. Get off that toilet right yeah. now!
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, she's great. I mean, yeah. Jessica Chastain is like, I think she's a premier actress of our time. Yeah, and I feel like Bryce Dallas Howard is certainly right up there. But I'm, I'm like blanking on like what else she's in, or what else I can like look forward to seeing her in. You know, like where is her star path? You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, she was in that M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Lady in the yeah, Water. Yeah, um, I remember she was in that. that. She, of course, she was in the, at this point, she's, like, a gay icon because of the Jurassic Park movies running in those heels. Oh, From right. the T-Rex at the end and just, mm-hmm. like, her crazy, like, short, jagged bob that she has. It's such oh, a weird character. I um, remember that.
1: I remember reading that. I didn't see it, but I remember reading, like, oh, yeah, yeah. She,
0: she runs away in high heels. And I think Keanu and I were talking about it in the kitchen this morning. Um, we had like the craziest conversation, but it was also lovely because we were talking about the help and um, he was like, didn't she, didn't Viola Davis win for one scene in the help? It was just like one scene. And I was like, no, I was like, that was, that was doubt. Yeah. And then he thought that, the fences dialogue and our opening sequence for the podcast was the, the, I've been standing in the same spot as you was oh. the short scene from doubt. And it was just like, all these wires were twisted, but I love yeah. straightening them out. I was like, can we have this conversation every Sunday morning? Over yeah, right, right, right. And, yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> and then we were talking and we went through every, um, there's one actually that I still don't know. And I'm sorry, this is such a tangent, but it's, no, go it's for just it. silly. Um, he, so we went through every clip, uh, uh in our little opening sequence there and he didn't know um I mean one of the greatest uh, pleasures of my life this morning was showing him the scene from network and Beatrice Strait he's never seen oh it so I was like prepare god. yourself and we, we it was uh, in the kitchen actually we were standing I put I set up the phone on the windowsill and I was like <laughs> pour yourself a cup of coffee yeah um, oh my god so I love we it. watched I love it, it, it together and but before we got there I was like, her name is Beatrice Strait and she won for a movie uh, called Network. And he's like, the one about Facebook? He was so confused. (laughs) I was like, no, no. I was like, get out of here. You don't even know what you're saying. It was like, (laughs) it was really funny because like everything I would say, Mm -hmm. it was like, who's on first of BSAs? It was just like, we couldn't get anywhere. I love Uh, it. But there's one right after um, uh, Diane Wiest and it's like the shortest clip. Oh, is um, it? Oh, yeah, You Blend?
1: Yes. What is that? That's Marissa Tomei and My Cousin Vinny.
0: Oh, okay. Which if is like Johnny's a, listening right now. He's probably like crawling on, like his, his skin is crawling, because I don't know that reference. I know. I know. Johnny.
1: Yeah, I know. It, I Because that one, I thought, oh, that's such an iconic win, because so many people thought that it was like, they bro- that they read the wrong name. Yes. And it's such a weird performance to get nominated yeah. for. Like, to watch it, she's great in it, but you don't- you don't get Oscar vibes. You can't imagine the yes. Academy being like that performance. Yeah, um, but it's she is it is a really good performance. I think it is there is an iconic element to it. So, sure, I, yeah. I agree
0: with that. I've seen bits and pieces. I've seen like the courtroom scene, mm-hmm. and I think that's it. Yeah, the movie itself
1: is it, it's. Got that early '90s clunkiness to oh, it. Oh yeah, sure. it, but it's very I'm easy. I'm excited to talk. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Anyways, wow, we I went on such a tangent about that's okay. Uh, it was about Jessica Chastain. Oh, we were also talking about like Jessica Chastain and and her like career trajectory because like her yeah. too. It's not that these stars are not on the map anymore too. They're they're still around. I'm sure it's so difficult for women. But oh, they yeah. were the flavors of the, you know, that year, especially Jessica Chastain. Like she went on to make Zero Dark Thirty, That's which she was right. nominated for an Oscar for. Mm-hmm. Um she oh, had got... this potential. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say she's got a
1: bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, she was in a lot.
1: Yeah. And so, oh or, it,
0: my... I, from what I remember. Oh, this is so exciting. Tell me Colin, tell me. This is so exciting. Colin put is... on his glasses for this one. Oh, yeah, so you they are. We know on for this. somewhere.
1: <laughs> this is, and if you're not familiar with this reference, I, I I will give you some homework, but she is going to be in uh, what looks to be a biopic called The Eyes of Tammy Faye playing Tammy Faye Baker.
0: Okay, it is on my list. I know all the gays out there are just screaming at me right now, but yeah. um, I, I will watch that because I know how important and iconic that is. I
1: watched the, like, there's, like, a, like an old, like, Wow Presents documentary yes. about her. Honestly, watch it. You will love her by the end. I, I already know. Yeah. I, I, I just, I know but, that I will. And I
0: just haven't got there. I'm sorry,
1: everyone. That's going to be <laughs> an Oscar nomination, I insist. It's going to be great. I can't um, wait. Oh, wow, well, okay. Jessica Chastain is also going to be, she's in pre-production for George and Tammy, playing Tammy Wynette. Whoa. And then, like, a bunch of other movies. So she's got a shit ton of stuff coming okay, up. Okay, great. The um, Rise oh, yeah. Chastain. Yeah, she had a role in an X-Men movie. She was in the It movies. Um, yeah, she's, oh, my God, that's so exciting. I did not know about that Eyes of Tammy Faye. She's going to be so good. Oh, my God. That's so exciting. Uh, yeah. Um, Yay. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be, uh, anyway. Um. So, Should... I oh, I, go. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we might be moving to the same direction, but I feel I like talking so. about Octavia, I mean, I, my question to you is, do you feel like there is some, some performances are, there is a moment where you're like, oh, this is the Oscar real moment. Mm-hmm. And some performances, is like a sum of its, it's a sum of its parts. It's the meaningfulness of the role. It's the love of the actress. It's kind of like so many different things.
0: What makes this a winning performance for you? Who? that's an interesting way to phrase that question because my, my first thoughts, uh, are that this is most definitely a, some of its parts performance. Mm-hmm. Um, although some really lovely moments, um, which I'll get to, um, this is really fresh on my brain too. And I don't know if it's, I think it might be in the same neighborhood, but not even on the same street. It's, it almost reminds me, even as I say it, I like, don't believe it, but, um, or I'm not like totally on board. Like, Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. Um, mm-hmm. there, are, there are some notes of that. Like, I think, because I just listened to your episode of, I'm just working through a Matron episode. Oh, so all I of love them it. are super fresh yeah. in my mind. Um, and one thing, I think it goes without saying too, one of our like standard golden rules of a BSA is like, that no one else could have done this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another golden rule of a BSA is you're always excited to see her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always was. Same. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think that like she provides humor. She also provides um, dramatic moments. Um, She gets to do a lot. She gets to play with a lot of different levels of emotion and and you know drama and also comedy too, which is hard to do. I would say Mm -hmm. you know most dramatic actors, like strictly dramatic actors, have a hard time with comedy. And um, I think I think we talked about this before. I think the transition from comedic acting to dramatic acting like Robin Williams and stuff like that. That's a far easier uh access point, I guess, or a way to approach that. But yeah, I, I would say that she does does it all, I would say. I think maybe that is what makes it um a, a memorable f- performance. And it's like I picture like my mom who I watched this movie with, like mm-hmm. she wouldn't stop talking about the mini character. You know, right. like that's that's right. who Moms walk away, remembering. That's who, like a, a lot of the public, remembers walking away. Much like Ghost, yeah. Because, um, like you said in that podcast, that podcast, <laughs> that little podcast <laughs> that you that have, a little beady beady, beady, little beady TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say that episode of the podcast, but it mm-hmm. sounded so. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> uh, is that uh, this that Ghost would have not been the movie it was without. Uh, whoopee for sure and Mm -hmm. i I don't know if i could say the same with as much conviction about this movie because but i think that like it really comes close to that like i think Mm -hmm. that she really does round out the movie in a in a a really wonderful and charming and funny and dramatic sort of way so that's my answer I don't know. I think I think it's a yeah.
1: great answer. I I agree. I think it's all of that. I think there is something indelible about her in this role. Yeah. I think I'm always happy to see her. She certainly. I mean, I think it's kind of like Julia Roberts as Erin Brockovich. People loved this performance. People loved, you know, the shit pie made. You know, and yes. and I think that that's there is something about that 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 does win awards. Is when people just love. That character, it's a great role in terms of like you get to do a lot of stuff and you get to stand out and um, defy some stereotypes, you know, in terms of like the black maid role. And I think uh, like I don't argue it. I don't argue her nomination, her win. I think there's something about maybe knowing how much time she had spent with Minnie before Minnie was even a film character, a film character, Um, a movie character. I know the (laughs) word film. film. It's so Moira Rose. Yeah. 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 Um, That I, I appreciate how much she was Minnie. Um, And, and knew Minnie down to the way she sighed, the way she, you know, like the way she reacted to the smallest things, it felt like she knew Minnie. And yeah. I don't feel like I said earlier. If there was a moment she won it, it's when they tell her, "Well, you have a job for the rest of your life," and she has this kind of like beautiful little face journey processing that.
0: Yeah, that was one of mine for sure. Yeah,
1: but you know, I gotta say, it's tough when Viola Davis gives you not one but two amazing face journeys.
0: I mean, Colin. And I just—I What an amazing segue! That's that's your BSA leave. of the week. That was that's my BSA of the week. Is Colin segue <laughs> <laughs> into Viola Davis? I mean, I like I like. When, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I was like, "What's gonna happen?" I know. I oh, know. And like, then we just got there.
1: There are yes, I know mean, we we will not wrap up this discussion of the help without oh, really talking about finished. We're just beginning. You just beginning. <laughs> um, so put on your seatbelts because we're going to navigate every journey, uh, every mile of the journey that she takes. Not only in looking at that picture of her son and thinking about him, yeah, I can't, I can't. But when she realizes what she's done at the end, like what when she's like said that thing to Hilly and that face journey of oh God, what did I just do? And like okay, I guess this is over. I mean, it's, it is doubt level of work. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, all they need is boogers, you know? Um, Like, uh, yes. Uh, obviously I I have set it up. Uh, Tell me your thoughts
0: on these face journeys. I, I've seen this movie a lot, actually. I, I almost contemplated not watching it again because it's one of those movies that I, when I, when I got it on DVD, I would watch it all the time. I would just put it in. It's a great sort of like cleaning the house sort of movie. If you're mm-hmm. kind of walking in between rooms, mm-hmm. um, especially once you've seen it so many times too. But, um, I'm, I am always, there is something more to sort of, uh, enjoy and discover about viola davis in this performance too and even in i mean (sighs) the opening sequence of this movie when she's just standing there and skeeter's not even on screen it's just Viola. it starts in like a a close shot and then it like opens up to not necessarily a wide shot but you could see more of her standing there Mm -hmm. and she asks her did you ever um uh, what did she say did you ever dream of being something else Mm-hmm. And the way that she looks down and smiles, it's almost like this childlike wonder about like what her life could have been. And like, cause the answer is like, obviously, yeah, bitch, I don't want to be in this life. Yeah. But there is like, uh, it like, it's like a gut punch to me. Like my heart did this like weird, fl- it like broke. It really yeah. did. I was, it, yeah. it, it's sad. And, uh, uh it's crazy how she can just do a glance like that i know i know
1: i feel i feel like there's that like the gut punches there was that moment and then i think about when she's remembering the one child she took care of who was so like like flabbergasted that she was black and asking her why she was black and she said i finally told him it's because i drank too much coffee and she starts to laugh and like that laugh feels like it was just like like it was a smile that was like just you realize you haven't seen her smile, like yeah. you haven't seen any moment of joy or reason for joy, for that matter, and and that she can still find that in that moment. And it was just like she lit up, and you just like abling the woman underneath all of this, you know, servitude,
0: like lit up, you know. Yeah, I to kind of build on that too. I love when her and Minnie are just together. I oh. the friendship between them is like also just another there's, there is a scene at the end. Um, it's right when Skeeter is telling them she's moving to New York. It's after the church service and they're Mm -hmm. standing there and I, it's like, don't you worry about us? We're going to take care of each other is basically what they say. And I think it's, uh, Minnie who puts her hand on, uh, abelene's shoulder and i want like a portrait of that and i want mm-hmm. to call it like in my opinion best actress and best supporting actress you know totally what I mean? like, oh it's, my god it's we the... have to do
1: a like a, a little compilation or like a montage oh, of like yeah. elizabeth taylor and sandy dennis octavia yes. spencer and viola davis yeah, oh my and god anything else that comes up along the way it's
0: it's beautiful oh i um, love that but and those are the moments where like as much as and I I have to watch the Iron Lady again too, but those two moments alone are worth. It's like the price of admission. It is like, or the price of like her winning this award and like I. It's such a tight race up against Meryl. and I I want to watch it again. But um, there's some really great stuff happening with Viola Davis in this movie. It's yeah. It's, how about you? Yeah. What are whether what, what are some other moments for you? Like how do you? If someone said, like, what do you think of Viola Davis and the help? I mean, that's just like a dream uh, question. I mean, I think she is like, I think it was just like this
1: reminder of like, oh my God. It's the actress. same feeling I have watching like Sear Sharonin. Like, I can't believe I get to like watch your career yeah, in my life. What a time lifetime. to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive that I get to watch Viola Davis's career yes. unfold. She is Yeah, I mean I feel like I think, you know, when we're all much older and we look back and kind of like like she is, she will be this gen, one of just generations' best actresses. Yeah. Like a
0: l- legend. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. just it, there's something about what she does. I mean, in Fences, in this, in Doubt, where it's, I think there's no vanity. There's so many moments in this movie where she looks like shit, and yeah, like in owns it tubs, and plays it. it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I really appreciate. That I think any time an actor or an actress is willing to look like shit, especially an actress, because women are just not allowed to look human. I even in a role, you know. Yeah. um, I just appreciated that she, you know, like there was. She uses everything to communicate her story. You know, and so the smile tells you something. The glances tell you something. The body language, the way she walks. I mean, the way she walks is really. says so much uh, uh that scene when she's running at night back to the house and she falls john and i were watching it. and he gasped forget about it i know oh, oh. i was like i know i know
0: don't look at me right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> just don't look at me right now <laughs> look away look away look That's away. When i'm turning off when all the lights
0: <laughs> when Lewis mccarthy's sitting in the like the sink shitting, she's like look away yeah look
1: exactly away. exactly <laughs> i mean i just i really think i respect i fully respect that as an actress, this is not one of her favorite roles, but I appreciate the effort she put into it anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, not for nothing, too. I think that there is something to be said for an actress who um, whose roots are in theater. Um, hmm. Think of like Meryl, and um, as opposed to, and I'm sure there are examples of like actors and actresses both who, you know, never study theater, who just make great movies and are You would never expect that they didn't have any sort of formal training, too, but there's a you. It's like someone who is a tap dancer, but they also take ballet. Like mm-hmm. they have foundation, they have technique, they know yeah. how to draw from certain experiences and use that too. Um, there's actually Keon. He told me like three times before we started recording. He's like, make sure you mention it. Um, there's a really great <sighs> podcast called um, Sunday Sit Down. Okay. I can't remember the host, um, but he just listened to an episode with Viola Davis, and <gasps> and it's lovely. And he's like, Ugh. you can just tell that she. Loves acting so much. It's like the Ann Down Anne Dowd I must call it I'm realizing I was gonna call it the Ann Dowd syndrome and how close oh. it sounds the Down syndrome, but that's not you know. <laughs> oh, no sorry oh, no. Um, But anyways, moving on. Of that whole idea that like these actresses, they just wanna make great work. They yeah. of course I, I believe that they probably do care about awards to some extent, but um, I think as they get older, the less they give a shit about it. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what viola davis uh, is is serving in this sort of uh, this podcast episode. So Sunday sit down, Viola Davis, amongst others, you'll find some really great uh, ladies and some men too that's okay. you know, worth your yeah. time, talent, and energy.
1: but uh, yeah, well, perfect. Uh, and if yeah. we don't want to call it, uh, Ann Dowd syndrome we can call it Barbara Harris syndrome there we go it sounds yeah. less like Down syndrome yes and B, absolutely she was very much the same way like uh, Barbara Harris has said like when she was doing a show or, like doing like you know on stage it was like once once the show went up and they were like into previews it was like she lost interest she's like the work's done because now it never changes now we just do the same thing every night yeah. and what I love is like getting there and figuring out these the characters process. and doing the yeah, rehearsal work I agree and, And I, I, I get that. Like, I, I think I'm not an actor, but I understand there is something about that process that's very fascinating. It's psychological, it's emotional, it's like therapy. Like you're, you're, there's, you know, there's so much to it that I think is really fascinating and people can read as really pretentious because you can talk about it in a really pretentious way. But I think the mere fact that like, what, what cinches it for me (sighs) is that your, your body doesn't know that you're acting. And so when you think about everything an actor will put themselves through, they are taking on the actual trauma of that situation because your body doesn't know that this isn't real. And I think that's like that is work. That's really significant work. I don't have to face that when I go to my like desk job,
0: you know? Yeah. And it's like what Ann Dowd has said in previous podcast episodes that I've listened to because that's – How I spend my time, yeah. Um, is um, you know, she she was on the leftovers, which I know you haven't watched yet, Mm. but um, not yet. (laughs) I that is like an in the details episode Uh. (laughs) waiting to happen, and like I can't wait for it. That's all I'm gonna say. I can't wait. I can't. Um, but she, you know, sometimes would get nervous about a scene, or you know, how am I gonna approach this? What's my what's my angle? And then she's like, no, she's like, I'm not gonna get nervous. I'm not gonna you know get anxiety about this. I'm gonna rely on my training, and I'm gonna rely Mm. on what I know and my experience that have, that is experiences that have brought me to this moment. And and then it just sort of, um, she switches gears, I guess, too, which mm-hmm. I imagine, like, is what Meryl and Viola and Anne and all these great actresses that we love and cherish kind of do the same thing, too. Yeah,
1: yeah, that you actually, it's like remembering, like, yeah, there's training here. You learn yeah. how to do this. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's not your first day at school. You've been, you mm-hmm. you have the training. You yeah. know what to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, Viola Davis, I think every performance
0: I see her in, I see that. Um, Yeah.
1: Including this one. Yeah.
0: Um, And I mean, I think the big bullet points to hit with Viola are like the first opening scene when she looks at her son, anytime she Mm. talks about her son, I mean, Mm -hmm. that is another monologue moment. And when Minnie reaches over saying like, you don't have to do this, Mm -hmm. but it is sort of like the secret weapon, I guess at that point, that's maybe a clunky way to, Uh, to categorize that but like they need them they need a reason to go on I think at that point of the movie like they're running into roadblocks so that's why she has to tell her like no we need to do this for my son and this is why I'm telling you these stories it's beautiful it is so beautiful um
1: yeah yeah I think you know as much as as people take away from the help like loving Minnie Minnie is great but I think when it comes to best supporting podcast Viola Davis is is the that's the the notes that's the whistle tones we're
0: looking for yeah it really is and um i think just even how she interacts with Mae mobley she's so nurturing and yeah um, i'm i'm interested on their relationship just like filming this like how Mm -hmm. that little girl had to sort of you know really kind of lean in and trust viola davis uh, as far as because that's hard for any kid to sort of like you need to really love her and yeah. like I don't know how old that kid was, but she didn't seem old enough to no. really be like, okay, got it. Put <laughs> yeah, the it felt like out. a very
1: yeah, it felt like <laughs> yeah, exactly like yeah, she's reading a script, we're smoking a Marlboro, yeah, um, yeah. It felt like a very specific relationship, and that like yeah. we see a totally different side of Abilene,
0: and we see a woman who's raised a lot of babies. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, and it shows. Uh, and then, and and just like correct me if I'm wrong here too, but I, I really think beyond that. Like, the ending scene is, like, the next big one.
1: The ending scene is, yeah. I mean, from that face journey to, like, what she says to Hilly to, I mean, all of it. Even even that final walk away, we really see her transform. In, and in a way, like, <clears throat> you reminded me when she said, like, that was the last baby she ever took care of. That, yeah, yeah. She, did, she did stop doing this. And I, I know I was saying earlier, like, well, now what are you going to do? But it's like, I think what we're seeing is, well, she's not going to be a fucking maid anymore. You know? <laughs> And like we see that like liberation happen and whether or not it could actually happen in real life, you know, I like that we get to see somebody break free from that in the end.
0: Yes. And the other thing too, it's like if it didn't happen with um, what's her face, whatever her name is, the one who like doesn't hold her babies. And then she, Oh, Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah. Elizabeth Lee Fult. um, Uh, it would have happened with someone else like she knows that she has like the scarlet letter on her mm-hmm. you know like everyone knows and hilly hillbrook would have got to everyone yeah so if it, yeah and she knew i think it's like beyond the fact that like enough is enough like i think that was also another driving force of like all right, right. this is how my life is going to be if i stay in this world so bye <laughs> like right yeah right yeah Ugh. um yeah i'd like to believe that skeeter
1: would still use her privilege to help abeline you know yeah
0: or she could move in with like minnie and celia and they just seriously the time, yeah yeah i think that, uh, i think that minnie would take uh abeline in you know yeah it's kind of mm-hmm. yeah she's like i'll take care of her and you believe it yeah
1: yeah totally i like to believe yeah that that guest house that all those bedrooms
0: you know move on in yeah yeah um there was something else about I, I just um, I remember watching this in the theater and like the hoots and hollers of this scene of just like, um, you know, all these black women around me that like it's so interesting because it is their stories and it's their yeah. grandmother's stories. It's their mother's stories that they're seeing, too. So you're waiting for this moment the entire time you're waiting. You mm-hmm. know, you, we know that Minnie's going to give it to her, but you don't really I don't say you wouldn't expect it, but you, you you want her to say something even more vile. But I love that, like, her best insult is to say that you are a godless woman. Yeah. Um, because that is, you know, the the worst thing you could say to someone, at least mm-hmm. in the, the eyes of Abelene, too. And, like, she says a couple other things, of course. But um, it is. And Bryce Dallas Howard is great. She reacts... Mm-hmm. She's so shaken by it, too. I'd yeah. like to have Viola Davis just acting in your face like that, Ugh. like I would be a puddle. Yeah, yeah. As an actress, I'd be like, I need, I need to take five.
1: I need yes. to go to my trailer. Yeah. Ugh. I need a cold compress. Yes. Yeah, what a scene. Yeah. That's, it is a great scene, and I love that it's all women. Yeah. Even it's down to May Mobley. Even down <laughs> to a <May> little Mobley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that is The Help yeah yeah um good. it was good it was good i i enjoyed kind of revisiting the help and um and viola davis of course yeah. um and i think i'm sorry oh, to ahead. interrupt you sorry oh, one ahead. more time I no, go just ahead. to
0: say like the moment that she won it oh for yes me, I, to kind go of for agree it. Yes. with you um i i did mention before when she pretended to use the bathroom but i think that's more like i said i love that the character of Minnie chose to do that because i don't it was just written for octavia she didn't or maybe she who knows what happened i'm just babbling anyways (laughs) um i do love the scene of the night of the shootings when um when viola davis falls she goes over to minnie's house and minnie is like mending her knee and that Mm -hmm. moment of just like it is they are sisters it is like sisterhood it's it's more than friends it's it is family at that point too and you don't really see a lot of you see more of Viola's face, but you see Minnie, and she, the, she is sort of like just, cr- and I mean, laughter through tears. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like this, uh, she's like, uh, what does she say? You a fool old woman, uh, a fool. Um, and they oh, just I... kind of like their foreheads touch together and it's just this magical moment. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I, I, I love their bond, and I like. Yes. I agree. I totally want, like, yeah, just the framed image of the two of them, and just best actress, Ugh, best yes. supporting actress, And their yeah. Sunday
0: best. But yeah. the line that Minnie says when um, Celia offers her like a job for life, the face journey, of course, that yes. is. I think that probably is it. And that what she says afterwards. She said, "That's a mile high meringue, Miss Celia." Like, yeah, the, the way that she like, all the things to say. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, she doesn't want to get too emotional, so she just, like, appreciates the morale. Love it. Love it. I agree. I agree. That that is—all of that encapsulates, to me, the moment she won it. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah.
1: Well, Uh, the help. So, uh, of course, before we wrap things up, because we're not quite done yet, we need to discuss, as usual, our BSAs of the Week, which is, of course— uh a performance a person a thing a food a show a song anything in our lives that is acting as a best supporting actress in our lives Uh, so um well thank you (laughs) uh i practiced in the mirror um
0: uh, who or what is your bsa of the week uh mine is an object and it might be a tie for two objects um as many of you might already know i am a target Bitch. I love Target. All right. Um, I have been sort of eyeing up their hearth and home section lately. There's been a couple items that I had wanted but never could really justify Uh, just because it's like just expensive enough, you know, and it's yep. just like first world things that you don't need, but you kind of want that It sparks joy. So we got a couple of gift cards for uh, Christmas and Keon and I went on a spree. Uh, it was great and I Ugh. bought we got this like huge box of like Morton's salt Uh, like a while back in the summer and we don't have AC in our house so everything just like expands and explodes including myself and <laughs> um, <laughs> and just gets like uh, so the box kind of shaped into this like it looked like a pear it was like a bursting on the bottom it was really but it never quite exploded and we put it in this like freezer bag it looked really gross and we kept it on the counter and i just wanted a container for it like i mean like none other than miss ina garden where she has this like little ceramic thing it has yeah. a lid on it you take the lid off you get a little pinch of salt and you put it in whatever you're cooking bada and there's boom yeah and it's basically a ceramic sort of you know jar that says salt on it yep. of course yeah um, of course god forbid yeah and it's like a lovely shade of like beige and gray it's just like mm-hmm. earth tones which are my happy place i love earth Ugh. tones um and it's lovely. And I think that has really been exciting me the entire week. And then I bought this very mug here, Colin. It's it's It looks exactly like the salt thing, but it says, actually, I can, which is oh, very I love it. white girl centric. But that phrase has like stuck with me for a bit, not just this week, but I saw something at the thrift store last year. Um, that said the same exact thing. It just it was like this little wooden... You know, it's like live, laugh, love, that mm-hmm. sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, dance like no one's watching. Right, um, right, right, right. It's yes. sort of that sort of font. You can picture the font. Oh, I'm seeing it yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it said, actually, um, I can. And I, I think it's like... W- empowering and I really like it in this sort of year of 2020 and yeah. what I'm hoping to accomplish and sort of a nice gentle reminder as I have my coffee for the day that yeah I can do whatever I really want to do today what's on, oh, I love what's that. on the, ge- the agenda the I love gay that agenda
1: The get ga- well of course of course the gay agenda so <laughs> I wake up every day and think about yeah uh, yeah I love that I love like that response to like I can't even it's like well no actually it's 2020 you can you yeah can. I can. You can. It's we the, need to. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: the antidote to that. And I yeah. I'm all for it. It's it's more positive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's great. That's I'm going to I will take that on. That's great. Yeah.
0: What about you, Colin? So I'm my so BSA
1: is an actual performance. Great. Um so Johnny and I just recorded a matrion of um the movie Dolores Claiborne. Okay. Have you ever seen or heard of that? No. I think you should see it. It's it's based on a Stephen King novella, but it's not, it's more dramatic whodunit thriller than than horror. Okay. Um, there's not that. really any gore. There's no jump scares. Um, it's, uh, Kathy Bates is in it, and she is, Ooh. it's a great role, and she is great in it. She just, um, it's it's a, I, I, and I found the movie, like, totally entertaining. I didn't look at my phone at all. Like, it's really good. Um, Jennifer Jason Lee is in it, and she's not as great. Sure. But, The BSA for me is, it is, if and when you watch this movie, you will be shocked that this did not get any nominations whatsoever. Wow, okay. But it is a British actress named Judy Parfit, who plays this woman Vera, who Kathy Bates' character works for. Okay, I'm looking her up right now. She is, it's such a great role. It has so many great moments. It, It is gay whistle tones through the roof. I mean I can't believe it like zero nomination zero recognition she is so good like I, it's yeah keep, keep going Just, keep going. like i I feel like you you will fully I would appreciate freak out. Okay. you would, it's so
0: much of what I think you there's moments that I think you'd fully respond to interesting i I th- actually almost thought she was someone else. When I saw her picture, it's like the theme of this episode. Like who mm. is, who is uh, <laughs> Judy, Judy Parkinson, yeah. Not Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I mean, I love now. Was this a movie that you had known of and heard of? Was, was it like a Johnny suggestion or like a Mary that emailed in or who was it? It was Johnny definitely knew this movie and like was a, was a fan of
1: it. I was aware of it, and I knew like like three things about it. And okay. so this was the first time I was seeing it. And it's, I mean, I really, I thought it's a great movie. It definitely like keeps your entertainment, and keeps your attention, but ugh, fucking Judy Parfit. And and Kathy Bates gives just like, you know, by, by the end of it, you're like, wow, this woman okay. worked her ass
0: off the whole movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm wondering if uh, other BSA listeners are also on the Judy Parfitt train that yeah. might already know about her. And yeah, I'm excited where we? to discover, I mean, if anything, discovering a new BSA performance is just like, right. A natural high.
1: Yeah. Actually <laughs> I can yeah. discover a new BSA performance. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> That's what I say uh, to myself
1: every day every day actually i can find more nuances yes oh Um, absolutely but i guess maybe some other time because we are being played off our own gd podcast actually we can't we can't actually we can't actually we need to wrap things up yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) um well of course uh this has been such a rich discussion and we would love to hear people's thoughts
0: on it where can people share their thoughts on it uh, if you want to email us directly, you can send us an email with your thoughts on anything we discussed. It was a packed episode, so yeah. chime in on Viola, Melissa McCarthy, you know, Albert Knobs, whatever Albert Nobbs, yeah. yeah. Send us an email to thebsapod at gmail.com, or if you want to get us uh, it's a little bit more of a direct route, I guess, send us a tweet with thoughts or suggestions of any BSAs in your life we love to hear about other people um, are there, if there, in case there's any Judy Parfits along the way uh, tweet us at BSAPod uh,
1: and of course if you want to hear more of me you can find me on In the Details A Celebration of Nuance or Alright Mary talking about track uh, competition reality TV shows um, and you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker or Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore
0: lovely and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Chanov. You can also find me on This Girlfriend's Cocktail Hour and The No Good Very Bad Gay, both other podcasts that I sometimes contribute to. <laughs> yeah. So keep your peepers peeled, you know? Exactly, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, we would like to send a very special thank you, of course, to Octavia Spencer, yeah. to uh, Bernice Banjo, <laughs> to Carrie I Mulligan, mean, as many nominations. Yeah,
0: one thing we didn't get into, but it's fine. We'll talk about it next week. Allison Janney. Um, just a, her roller coaster of a performance too it's it's great classic yeah. Alice and Janney. Um, you know maybe we'll do a full Alice and Janney episode oh that would be amazing awesome. um yeah all these women in this movie to, to if I had a glass of champagne I would just say to more women in movies like female led casts like I'm looking at my cast list here that I wrote down and I think there must be at least 13 or 14 women yeah. that are featured. Uh, prominently in this movie. It's just great. So if anything, we have this movie to thank for that.
1: Yeah, at least we have a bunch of ladies in a movie and um, we hope that there are more ladies in movies and that is not as they say that. (laughs) I was trying. It didn't work. Just
0: picture us both leaving and then walking back in and then she's like do I have to ask my own questions too (laughs) next yeah